Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, it's Krista Allen, you're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 147 for Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Uh, gotta say, everything feels pretty wonderful in the world right now. Um, and by that, I mean, it's just things are looking up. Things are looking up uh, than they have been in, in some time. I... Um, Feeling good. I hope you're feeling good too. I hope you guys have great things going on. And one of the things that makes me feel great, guys, is the fact that you guys are starting to bug me for the podcast, which is great because I noticed if I was late, uh, you know, I, I got to say Mark has been a, a fantastic, my, my buddy Mark uh, has been fantastic uh, in terms of that. Mark has been, I would say, probably the the most on my ass about uh Hey, uh, just notice, but he, he does it in a good way. Like, first off, it feels great to, to know that you guys are out there and, and you actually want the podcast. That's great. That makes me feel great. Cause sometimes I don't get to it. Uh, it, it feels like work, but it sometimes it just feels like I'm talking to myself and, and nobody's listening. Um, so it's, it, it's a great feeling to know that you guys actually want to hear what's going on with me and how you are. And then my, like I said, my buddy Mark will be like, if it's, if it's a day or two late, he'll be like, is everything okay? <laughs> like, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like checking in on me as opposed to just being like, hi, where's my free podcast? It doesn't feel like that. It feels, it feels good. And I, and I genuinely appreciate the fact that you guys are interested in the podcast. Um, so thank you for that. Things feel good. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a day late. I told you in the last podcast, I was about to record the next one immediately. Um, I produced the first one to get it out and, and there. And then by the time I was finished and the length and stuff, I actually got, I just, I crashed hard and uh, I was like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm way too tired. I'm not gonna be able to get this second one out. Um, and I had, a I had an early day the next day. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just get to it. So I'm, I'm actually late again. I'm sorry. I'm only recording a day late. It's Thursday morning. Um, but I will tell you about what's going on. I will, I will tell you up until of course, end of day Tuesday, because that's kind of what, uh, what you know about, you know what I mean? Uh, in fact, I'm just noticing right now that I have not written any notes for Tuesday. So I will put that in there. That's the, uh, day one of our activation for the, uh, for the Nespresso thing. So I'll tell you guys all about that. So this episode is pertaining to the week leading up to, uh, this, this activation that I've now begun a couple days in. Um, and just sort of like what we're doing there. I'm trying to think if I actually did anything on Tuesday morning before the activation. I don't really think I did. I feel like I just kind of cleaned up and got myself ready. Um, yeah, I mean, Hey, I'm still happy with everything. All right. Blah, 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 blah. Let's get this freaking podcast going with some goddamn energy. So, uh, last week, Wednesday, um, I, I actually, uh, went in with my, with my new boss to take a look at the location that we're going to be working in and made some suggestions in terms of where I think that the best place for us to be is and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, yeah. So 
We picked a great location, one that they said that they could make work with of all of our needs for power and things like that. So it was like, great, this is gonna be a great location. We're right close to the exit, yada, 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 yada. So then I went back and I, uh, and I met up with my mom. My mom took a day off work, just she had some free time. And again, I'm just trying to keep my relationship with my mom good, uh, spending time together, I enjoy it. So I had a, a day with her. We, uh, we ended up going for a walk at the Arboretum here in Ottawa with, uh, with our dogs. And, uh, that was great. It was, it was snowy and, it, and, you know, wet, but it wasn't cold. You know, it wasn't a horrible day to be outside. So I actually had a really nice walk with my mom, and the dogs, uh, and then her and I went to get some amazing egg rolls at the golden palace in Ottawa. Anybody who knows, knows I got comics travel all over the world and they swear that those are the best egg rolls on the planet. So, and I have yet, I have yet to taste any, uh, any contenders that come even close. So uh, golden palace egg rolls. <laughs> They're fantastic. We got take of those came back to my place. And, uh, and then I played, uh, I played a board game with my mom. Um, we had, uh, we played a game called Scoville introduced to me by my, my lovely friend, Chris, uh, who is, you know, guest, guest hosted with me in the podcast many, many times. Scoville is the user, a unit, uh, sorry, of measurement for uh, peppers for peppers, right? How hot is something? Well, how many Scovilles is it? Right. So Scoville is the named after the dude who, who figured it out. No idea what his name is. It's in the stupid, it's in the, it's in the instruction manual, the original guy, but Scoville is a fun game where you're basically, it's just a simple, simple board game in the sense that you're, you, the whole theme is peppers and chili and things like that. So the middle of the board is like a big farmer's field where over the course of the game, you're going to uh, plant different colored peppers. Um, and then the, the, there's like, there's like 10 different colors of peppers in the game. And of course, like if you put two peppers beside each other, like a yellow and a blue, well, then when you walk in between, you get a green pepper and then you plant a, plant a green pepper next to another color pepper and that'll make that color. So it's like, you know, just very, very primary color kind of thing, but it goes all the way up to phantom peppers, which are basically ghost peppers. And, uh, and those ones are clear with little sparkles in them. So they look like specter peppers. Um, but anyways, it's kind of, it's kind of a cool game. So you're basically using the peppers that you get to either plant and get more peppers, you know, be able to create more colors and more things of peppers, or you're, you're using the peppers that you've, you've harvested to either sell those peppers for points, or there's like a chili cook off and you use the different chilies, sorry, the different peppers to make like a different chili and you get points for that. So it's kind of a cool game. It plays like a lot of other different games in the sense that there's multiple different ways to score points and you kind of focus on the approach that you want to take to, to win. So, um, my mom does not like spicy shit at all. So when I, when I showed her the game, you know, cause something new she hadn't tried yet, um, she was like, I don't know. But, but then as soon as we played it, she's like, okay, let's play it again. I like it. And then she, you know, it's telling me later, she's like, I'd like to, to play that pepper game again. It's very colorful. It's very, very nice to look at. It's a, it's a fun game. And my mom, uh, or sorry, and Chris had played it with me for the first time. So he, he's the one who introduced me, me to it. And then when I saw it for sale, I bought it. So it's one of those games I've had for a very, very long time. And I've never played my, my copy of it. So that was fun. We did that. That was my, that was my Wednesday. I had to spend a day with my mom hanging out, made her happy. And, uh, and that made me happy. So there you go. My buddy Jad last night was like, so like, he's like, you like to spend time with your mom. So they like, like a mama's boy. And I'm like, my natural instinct was to be like, like, no, cause nobody wants to be called a mama's boy. But I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't think I'm a mama. I really don't think I am. Anyone who knows me, like, I'm not like, mom, what can I do for mom? Can I, uh, that's not me. It never has been. But I've told you guys before, like everyone's days on this planet are numbered. You know, I'm 37. She's 60 something, 67, I believe, or, or will be 67, uh, in her birthday. So 
Like at that age, nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. So I just, I got enough shit that's fucking around in my brain and my head already. I don't need to spend the rest of my life being like, man, I wish I'd spent more time with my mom instead of like going out to do this or that or sitting around watching, you know, Netflix or what have you. So I'm just like, yeah, I guess if that makes me a mama's boy, the fact that I wouldn't mind spending a little, you know, find, find a little bit of time every week to spend with my mom. You know, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't want to. I don't want to have any regrets. If she, if she dies tomorrow, I don't want to be like, oh boy, I wonder if my mom knew that I cared about her. I do. I spend time with her, you know, because that's, that's the kind of shit that really fucks people up. And again, like I said, I got enough mental baggage as is that I don't need to be, you know, <laughs> I really don't need to be fighting with that on top of everything else. So yeah. So if that makes me a mama's boy, well, bring me them titties, mama boy who wants to suck on them. Um, odd, odd direction to go with that. Anyways. <laughs> So, um, on Thursday and Friday of this last week, we had to do uh, training for our, uh, for our Nespresso activation. So I will be, I believe I mentioned this, but just to summarize again, I will be spending the following eight weeks in Costco's, um, helping to do presentations for the Nespresso coffee. It's absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. Um, so the training, I don't know if you guys have ever done any kind of sales job or what have you need to learn the products. So they train you on it. But unfortunately when it comes to sales positions, right? Cause that's the whole idea is we're, we, we are making commission off every machine and things like that. When it comes to that kind of shit, um, you, <laughs> you got to train people how to approach. Okay. The sales is a sales is an interesting mistress. You know, you can't just, uh, you can't just be like, Hey, want to buy a machine? That doesn't work. What you do in order to combat that lack of sales knowledge is you have trainings and you do one of my favorite things, which is role plays. Just kidding. Not one of my favorite things at all. It is this uh, role plays work. If you have no personality and I will go on record hard as saying that, um, they work. If you've, if you're in a job where you have to do presentations, the easiest thing to do is like a telemarketer and their script, right? The whole idea is that like, well, make sure you hit all these key points and this is important and have your list of rebuttals. If they're like, Oh, this is that. And this is that. So I've been a good salesperson because I'm, I've got a personality where I'm like, I don't mind chatting with people. You know, if you want this cool, if you don't, I don't, I don't care. You know, let's have fun. I only also will, will promote products that I believe in. So I, I have tried the Nespresso many times. My brother had one and has made me many Nespresso's. So it's a machine that I've already wanted to buy. So when I saw that it was there, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be amazing. I get to sell a product that I really, really like. So I was, uh, I was basically like, okay, this can be fun, but you got to go through the training. I still need to learn about the product and I've, and I've learned a ton of stuff about it. And, uh, but watching this training, holy shit. So the, the director of the company was there as well as, as my boss. And, um, and he had put me in the position And when we'd done the interview, he's like, I'm pretty sure I want you to be one of my team leads. And I'm like, yeah, I want that too. More money for the same job. You betcha. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, sat through the training and I learned a decent amount of the product, but holy fuck. Uh, the people, so, so here's the thing. I feel like myself and my buddy, Jad, uh, Jad's in it on it as well, which is great to, to have him on board. Um, I feel like listening to the people who've already done it. So there's some people there that work for, I guess the retail side of Nespresso. Um, oh fuck. Is this one of those things that's going to get me fired? Uh, <laughs> right. I, uh, let's just put it this way. There were people in that room with a lot more experience with these things than me. 
And when they were called on to answer questions, I, I cannot even begin to describe the level of like shaking my head. Like what, what the fuck was just as a human being answering the question, forget whether or not you have experience or not, just some of the stuff they were saying, I, I, I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that they were all nervous because nobody likes being called on. I don't have a problem speaking in public. You know what I mean? So when I was called on, I didn't give a shit. I, I said stuff. But I also don't sell like a robot. So these role plays, I fucking hate role plays because I never do them. Like I, I don't sell like that. I don't, I don't operate like that. I don't operate like, oh, hi, how are you today? Yeah, it's, it's nice weather out there, right? Like they make you practice things called NBC, non-business conversations. Um, they didn't call them that in this, but effectively it's like, oh, hey, nice. Like, okay guys, let's, let's practice complimenting somebody on something that's got nothing to do with the machine. And then people are like, oh, hey, nice day. Uh, would you like a premium coffee? It's like, no, no, you didn't do it right. You know, you're supposed to say something nice about them. That's not got anything to do with business. So try again. Next person. It's like, so you're like, what the fuck? fuck is going like, you know, I'm also like a decade minimum older than these people. So I've, I've done this shit a hundred times. It was just, it was excruciating two days of just what the fuck and listening. Like I said, listening to some of these things, all good people. Okay. These are, these are, this is my work family for the next eight weeks, but holy shit was this stuff ever. Uh, it was, it was, it was funny to watch. It was funny to watch. And at the same time, like, oh my God, is this what I'm going to be working with? So, um, we did it. We did it guys. We, we got through the training, uh, drank a lot of coffee. They let us basically use the machines constantly drink the coffee. It's super, super, super fucking good coffee. So very excited to be at least promoting a product. That's a great price and really, really good coffee. If you guys know me, uh, sorry, if you, if, if we're, you know, in the Ottawa area, I will be at the Costco's. If you guys want a fucking stellar machine, that's at a really, really good price. Like I bought one. I'm getting to that. It's list. It's listed here on my sheet. Um, but I, uh, I bought one and I am loving it. I've got a, I've got one sitting right next to me, uh, right here, a, a coffee. I should say that the machine, the machine's across the room, but I made my first cappuccino with it today. Mm, mm. Ah, delicious. Okay. <laughs> is he selling to us? Is he, is he his own sponsor in this podcast? Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> we did that. And then Jad and I had an activation this weekend where we were giving away oat milk. So, uh, so silk oat milk, we were, we both had these list of stores that we had to go to and they gave us. Uh, like, so I did say oat milk. I didn't say goat milk. No, no, no goat milk. It was oat milk. Take drop the G baby oat milk. And what we did was like, we went into the store, we bought a bunch of the milk out of the fridge and then we had to stick it in these like, like tanks, like liquid tanks that we would, that was in a backpack that we throw on our back. And then on the backpack, there's all this Velcro and we would Velcro like a, like a, a, a novelty large size oat milk container. So it looked like we had this big oat milk container on our back. You know what I mean? Like the carton, just a big novelty size carton. I'll, I'll post a picture at some point. Um, I was like, so it's just this giant thing. And then there's like a tube coming out of the side with a little gun nozzle on the end. And we would pour from that into the cups and hand it out. And the cup had like a dispenser on the side. I kept saying that, that I looked like a fucking vegan ghostbuster. You know what I mean? Just a big oat milk pack with a fucking, uh, the nozzle on the end, a big tube to shoot the shit with. It was, uh, 
it was pretty it was pretty funny um but i did that for most of the weekend so chad and i were were doing that we'd meet up at the end of the day to exchange stuff they gave me a ford fusion they gave me a rental car to get into a ford fusion so it was nice i like in the last few weeks i've been driving all these different vehicles i had a, a rental while i was in scotland driving that vehicle and then this ford fusion so i've been so I haven't been in my own car much. I just remember going like, oh, it's nice to be back in my vehicle with my creature comforts. All these different fucking vehicles with it. Like the, the shifter in the Ford Fusion was like a little turn knob, like slightly larger than the volume knob in, in your vehicle. You know what I mean? Like on, in a dashboard. So you're like, okay, park. It's like you're, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just this tiny little knob that you're turning. No shifter. Right. Just a little, little, oh, how about this? How about that? Okay. A little more, a little bit, a little, 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 yeah. Okay. Now reverse. And then this, it's like a slight turn to go from reverse to drive. So, so try to park and things like that with your right hand, just on this little knob tweaking it. I don't know. It was, it was just weird. Um, all righty. So Saturday night, um, I actually did a whiskey tasting with some friends. So, uh, I got a couple buddies who are very, very well off. Um, are they, I don't really know. I don't, I don't get to look at their, uh, at their T4s or 401ks, uh, if you're in the United States. So all I know is that this guy buys, uh, builds houses and flips them. So I'm going to assume he's doing very well. Plus I, I follow his Instagram feed and, uh, you know, he, uh, he's living the life, man. He's living the life. Um, I, I told him I was convinced that he can't cook because I'm like every, every day it's you eating out somewhere. So I'm like, as much as it's nice to watch, I'm like, I'm convinced that you couldn't, you couldn't fry an egg or make craft dinner. Uh, and he was laughing. He's like, I really do love to cook, but I just, I'm very social. I like to go out. I'm like, yeah, well, I, I would never cook a meal if I could afford to go out for a meal. I'll tell you that right now. I would love to go out for every single meal. Um, but anyways, he's, he's a good friend. I bust his balls. Uh, him, uh, so my, that's my buddy Marcus and my buddy Mariano, those two guys, we run into each other all the time. And we've, it's been one of those things where like they come to shows and stuff like that. We, we run into each other at big events, but we've been meaning to just kind of get together and hang out sometime. And so uh, I was telling them about all, you know, my interest in whiskey and stuff. And they're like, well, we'd love to do a whiskey tasting with you sometime. So I reached out and was like, Hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we do a tasting, you know, coming up at your guy's place or something, you know, you guys can, if you want, you can come here. I assumed it would be them and maybe their ladies. Um, and so when I reached out, he was like, yeah, well, let's do one on Saturdays. Like I got about eight people. I was like, oh, eight might be a bit much for me to host here. And then he had, uh, he said, well, we can come to my place and, and do it here. So, um, you know, and then it ended up being like 10 people afterwards, like, holy fuck. Okay. So. Uh, we did a, a whiskey tasting at his place I had to pack up like all my flights and glasses. And that was, that was an interesting, fun little exercise. And like, how do I not smash all this shit? So, uh, we did a, we did a tasting, uh, at his place. I brought the, uh, three Glenlivet Naduras. There's a, an oak, uh, barrel, an Oloroso sherry barrel and a peated barrel. So basically what it is, it's the same whiskey. Um, but aged in three different barrels. So I told them that this particular tasting was designed to be more of a, you know, what's, what difference does the actual barrel make to the sampling of the whiskey? You know, not the sampling story, but to the taste. Cause if you're like, well, what difference does it make? What barrel it is, right? It's like, well, here's the difference. It's the same whiskey aged in three different barrels. And so what the vast majority of what you're going to taste in terms of the difference is strictly the barrel influence on the whiskey. Um, a bunch of people there and it was kind of, it was, I would like to say that probably as a group, cause they, they were also going to go to the show at absolute comedy afterwards. And I was on the fence of whether or not I was going to, to go with them. Um, only cause I had to work again the next day on Sunday. I had to go back to my vegan, vegan ghost busting. Um, 
So I, I just think I, I know that they were kind of like, some of them were late. Like we were supposed to do it at seven o'clock. Some of them didn't show up until like 20 after eight and we were waiting to sort of start the sampling for everybody. So it got started late. We were also on the clock because they had to be at absolute comedy for a certain time, not to miss the show. Um, so I would say that I probably wouldn't do a group that large again, unless that was a, the only thing on the evening. Right. Because every time people would show up, it was like catching up. How you doing? Um, Marcus pulled out all the stops in terms of like hosting. He had like a charcuterie board and uh, sandwiches and desserts and stuff out. Like, so he, he made it a, a wonderful event, but I think, and, and same thing too. Like some people were coming, they came with their, their girlfriends or what have you, uh, or their boyfriends. And one of the couple wouldn't necessarily be interested in it. So they'd be kind of standing over chatting and then they would take them away and, and distract and whatnot. And, and I, I don't care about the attention by any means, but I just figured like they're, they're paying for the experience and asking questions and stuff. And then there was a lot of times someone would come back and case, okay, so sorry, so what is this? And then I, I'm kind of explaining the same thing over again. So those who were engaged are waiting to, you know, hearing the same thing over again and whatnot. So I would say it was definitely fun and everyone had a blast. They were all very, you know, they were all very gracious. It was just one of those, like, it was a bit like herding cats at times. So it was kind of like, if I was to do something like that again, I, I really enjoyed the whiskey for me. It's not a money-making thing. Like if I was doing that and I was making margins and profits off it, I don't give a fuck. You're, you're paying me. It's your money. You're wasting it. I actually only charge my friends what the whiskey costs. So I'm not making any money off it. For me, it's, it's sharing my love of whiskey with other people. So if those people aren't interested in, in, you know, the chat and learning and, and kind of enjoying it, because some of them were like, they was, was there, they were taking each one, like it was a shot. And these were, um, 59%, 60% and 61% whiskey. So it's like they were getting drunk. And then some of them were, you know, like making other drinks and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, if you're drinking other shit and you're not even tasting the stuff. So like I said, for me, it's kind of. I, I would either, if it's a large group, I might actually add a little bit of a profit margin so that if nobody gives a shit, at least I'm not wasting whiskey on people who don't care. Now you might be thinking, Hey Josh, you're, you're, you know, you're charging them what that whiskey cost you. You know, you're not losing anything. Uh, no, but a lot of the stuff that I get my hands on, uh, like this particular bottles here, you can't get anymore. Um, there, there's one of them that's completely unavailable at the LCBO and the other two are very, very rare and they don't have them in any of the stores around me. So I'd have to actually bother my people to, to ship them in. And it's probably one of those things where when those quantities are gone, it's gone. So for me personally, like I enjoy this stuff and I'd rather not be hunting down more bottles. So even though I'm, I'm getting my money back, if you will, I still, this is stuff that I enjoy. I would rather keep it on my shelf for longer and enjoy it myself or enjoy it with people who are interested in it. So, um, I hope I'm not coming across as ungrateful. I had a really good time and I would definitely do it again. I think the feedback, you know, and maybe I'm just trying to, you know, stretch the podcast out a little bit, but I think what I would have really enjoyed, um, was maybe a smaller group. Cause I think even my buddy Mariano, cause Mariano was there beside me the whole time and asking questions. And he seemed very, very interested in it. Um, he had even said like, Hey, maybe we could do this again sometime. with just, you know, just you, me, Marcus, maybe a smaller group. Cause I think that he was really interested in learning and, and finding out more. But I think the distraction of all the people coming, coming in and off from the table and stuff like that, I, I think it was distracting for him as well. And, and he was one of those people who was enjoying it. You know what I mean? So that's, I think that's what I want is if you want to do a whiskey tasting, let's make the whiskey tasting the headliner for the evening, as opposed to, Hey, you know, everyone's late. We're going to that comedy show later and blah, 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 but still had a good time. Still very, very grateful. And, uh, I guess it's the first time I've done a large group because that's what, excuse me, that's what Mariano asked me at one point. He was like, uh, 
he's like, so how, like, like, he's like, well, I really appreciate you coming to do this. Like how big, a, like how big of a group do you have to have? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, for you to like pack everything up and do one of these things, like how big I go, I honestly, I go, I usually do them at home. So I, I'll do it for one person if they're interested, you know, I'll sit down and I'll drink whiskey with somebody. We'll, we'll chat whiskey, you know, but I, I don't typically, it's not like the kind of thing, like I, I go to your house, I'll do it. I guess if there's enough people, like I'll, I'll do it. But my big thing is I just want people to be into it. You know, if you're in, if that's interesting of you, like, don't, don't do it for me. But like, Hey, like, I know you're into whiskey. Like you want to give us a tasting sometime? Like don't, you're not helping me out. You know what I mean? I, uh, if you're interested, I'm, I'm excited too. I'll share my excitement with you, but, but if you know, don't, don't do it for my sake, I'll sit at home and I'll sip on a whiskey and, and do something else. You know, I want to share my love of whiskey with you. Anywho, uh, we did that. And then I ended up uh, caving cause they were all like, come on, come to the show, come to the show. Let's go, you know, come to Absolute Comedy with us. So I, I ended up doing that. Um, and then uh, my good buddy, Mitch Zilberg, had a spot on the late show. But because I was there with friends, he was kind enough to give me the spot. Because I was like, ah, oh, my friends here, they kind of want to see me, you know, do this thing here. And oh, what do you think? Mitch was like, yeah, man, do uh, go ahead. You do it. I was like, very, very grateful. So um, I, I was, I'd had some whiskey, right? We'd already been drinking whiskey. So I was a little there. And I just, I had fun. I was shooting the shit with the crowd for a few minutes, told a couple jokes and got the fuck out of there. The crowd loved it. went great. My, uh, my crew was particularly pleased with, uh, with me being there and on the stage, blah, blah, blah. We had a good time. And then, uh, that was it. And they're like, all right, we're going to go out. And they were already fucking shit faced. So I'm like, oh, I don't think, uh, I think I'm good. I got to work in the morning. I'm good. And then I, I ninja bounced and went home. Um, Sunday night after my vegan ghost busting, I went to go see, uh, with my buddy, Peter, big shout outs to, uh, Peter fan of the podcast. Uh, we went to go see impractical jokers, the movie. So I've been thoroughly enjoying the impractical jokers, um, you know, uh, there's like four seasons on Netflix. I've been thoroughly enjoying those. I've watched them already burned through them all. And I've probably burned through them all a second time. Uh, Simon and I had them playing in the background while we were packing or just laying around the hotel in Scotland. So, um, it was cool. And then they just had a movie that came out that wasn't originally going to be playing in Canada, but I guess they released it in some theaters here. Um, and as some of you know, who've been listening to the podcast for a while, I went to New York last year, uh, with my friend Simon and uh, my buddy, Mike LeBlanc, also a listener of the podcast. And uh, we had the pleasure of hanging out, A, with my buddy, Paul Verzi. Um, but Paul's uh, co-host for the podcast, being able to see record, was none other than Sal Vacano himself from Impractical Jokers. So we got to, uh, you know, hang out with, with, with Paul and Saul for a little bit. Sal, not Saul, Sal. I've been watching too much Better Call Saul. Uh, got to hang out with Sal and Paul. Sal was a nice guy. Um, and then, of course, you know. Went to go see the movie on Sunday. This is not, it's not recent, guys. The episode is, is back there, but I'm saying I've had the opportunity to, to meet and hang out with Sal Vulcano, but that was before I was a big Impractical Jokers fan. So I may have been more of a fanboy had I, uh, you know, been been watching the show for, for a while. Either way, went to go see the movie with Peter. Not good. Not good. Not good. I will say this right now. They tried to make it like a comedy, like there was a plot line of the story or something like that. Just garbage. Uh, and I, I don't, I mean, I'd love to say it constructively because I love the guys fucking garbage. I think that some people don't realize, like stick to what you're good at. You know what I mean? Like there were some scenes where you could tell that like, there was some shit in the movie I really enjoyed that they had in the, uh, in the movie. Um, I, I'll tell you this right now. Do not spend a dime on, on that. Let them know how shitty it was. Do not spend a dime. They basically did it. Like it was a plot line. They think Jackass, the movie, if Jackass spent 60, 60 percent of it trying to make like a really shitty plot line that involved them doing these pranks around it. Like, I don't know if you ever saw that Johnny Knoxville movie, the wonder park one or whatever, where it's like, it's like a plot line, but then there's like some, just some real stunts that he does in it and all the pain is real or whatever. 
it was a horrible movie. And then, and the, and the stunts that they did in it, it was such a long walk to get to each one of them. You just didn't care by the time you got there. So the impractical jokers movie, they did in fact do in the movie, what they do in the show, which is like set people up and tell them what to say to each other and shit like that. But it was such a long fucking walk from the attempted, the attempted humor in the, the movie to just, it was just like, no, it's not worth it. It's just like this, this was not worth the, the 15 minute wait. Although, um, the, I got to say that the stuff they did with, uh, with Murr, James Murray in the, in the movie, um, just the plot line stuff. Like for some reason he was like the whipping, but they would, they would just reference him like ever, ever wonder what he does at night. And then when they get to that in the movie, those parts were funny. That was the only funny part of like the plot line that they did. And, you know, for some reason, every time they would get somewhere, they would just grab his, his stuff out of the trunk first and just throw it. And he would just like scurry, run one direction, grab his, grab his bag, run, run across the camera, you know, the other side to grab his other bag and then run back and close the hood and then run inside. Like, you know, he never was like, Hey guys, come on. That's not cool. Like we just like, they would just, they would just, all right. Every time they got somewhere, they would just get out, walk to the back, throw Murray's shit grab their own and walk in and he would just run and collect his shit and then run inside. Like it all, it almost didn't coincide with the other joke that, that, that they were doing for him. But, uh, anyways, it, it, skip 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 it. Uh, sorry. Don't mean to throw shade or hate, but holy fuck. Uh, all of, all of those guys are way funnier than everything that was in that movie. Um, it got, I thought like, there's no way the impractical jokers movie can be that bad. Like the jackass movies got lower scores, but I'm like, yeah, but they, they just did stunt after stunt and it was, and it was good. Not every stunt's gonna be amazing. And there's some filler, but whatever I saw like the 50 something percent, whatever for impractical jokers. I was like, ah, I'm sure it's gonna be better than that. It's those people who are like, nah, dick and fart humor is no good. Thumbs down. Uh, I watched the movie. It didn't deserve anywhere near that high of a score. All right. That's my movie review of the week. Practical Jokers movie, so excited to see it, so disappointed after I did. Uh, big, big meaty thumbs down from this fat fuck. Um, alrighty. Monday, I watched This Is 40. Uh, it's like, it's like so old, that movie. Uh, not a, not a joke about being 40. It was just, it was just so, uh, so, so kind of sad. So sad. I read, I read, you know, I read 37. I guess I, uh, really relate to a lot of the shit going on in that movie. Um, but there's just a lot of stuff about like, not just, just like, Hey, we're getting older, but it's like, you know, sad relationships and, and whatnot. It was just, uh, it was just a little sad. Um, I watched a lot of Amazon prime. I enjoyed it. Just a sad movie. Um, I, I recorded the podcast for last week late on Monday intended to record this one. Didn't have the energy and I apologize for that. The big thing was that it took me all day to get my room organized. Um, I had so much clothes, so many books, um, tech cords and, and accessories and things like that. Just hadn't, my room was a disaster before the trip to Scotland, but it's all like, it's a, it's a, it's a disaster as a result of all the shit that I'm doing. So I'm not a slob. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I have, I have a very strong distinction between messy and dirty. Um, I'm very capable at times of being messy, you know, cluttery. Um, dirty is a different story. I know a lot of people, uh, who are dirty. Their, their hands are always gross that, yeah, I don't know, man. There's, there's, there's giving a good example is like, even just things like, like 
I don't like, cause dirt, dirt and gross brings bugs and filth and stuff like that. Like messy, you got a stack of papers on the table. That's not going to make things dirty, but you got a stack of papers on the table on top of like a, an old cereal bill with, you know what I mean? Like those people are just like, Oh, is that an old pizza box? Like it's going to attract bugs and shit. You know, like, I don't know about you guys, but I have roommates who like, will will use the faucets and things like that when they're cooking, you know, without cleaning their hands. Like I, I will use the back, I'll t- twist my hand and use the back of my wrist to turn on a faucet if there's shit all over my hands. Uh, the roommates do not. Uh, if you look at our fridge, Jason bought this, like we had a black fridge before Jason bought this stainless steel one. He's like, ah, it's, it's, it's fingerprint proof. And I'm like, fingerprint proof. I have never seen a, sh- a fridge show more paw prints and, and gross hands, like no word of a lie, all of the stuff like in the kitchen, like the faucets, everything like that have, have like six, six, someone was eating chicken wings, you know, like honey, garlic wings, and then just touching everything that they could. So you see faucets, everything like that with syrup and sauces and shit on them. Fucking animals, animals. And I don't know, like you might think, well, if you're messy and they're dirty, like, how do you look down? Uh, you know, fair enough. But all I can say is, is to me, like, if you're, if you're, I don't care if you're, you're, you're touch shit when you're, when you're working, whatever, but then clean it up afterwards. Don't leave the fridge covered in paw prints. You know what I mean? Saucy fingers all over that. Other people, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I don't know how out to lunch people are when they do that shit. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but Hey, you know, some people don't care. Some people don't care if they're animals. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, so yeah, I'll, I just want to make sure that, cause like I said, if I was like, oh, my room is, was messy, you know, there's those, those frat boy, you know, comedy movies where it's like you said, old pizza boxes and, and, and cereal bowls and bags of chip, like shit that can bring bugs and stuff. Yeah. I don't homie. Don't play that. Um, just messy, but I managed to get that shit under control on Monday and I'm very, very happy about that recorded the podcast. And then that was it on, uh, on Tuesday. All right. On Tuesday, I, uh, I did the first activation. I went up, I got a, I went and got my beard done. Cause my, I was, I was, I was getting a little Gersley Adams. I ain't gonna lie. I was a little Gersley Adams. I had to get myself, you know, under control. So, uh, I went and got my beard styled and, and done up nice. And then, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, that's the thing, right? We're working in food service to an extent. And if you have your shit under control, you don't have to wear a beard net. And you guys, if you've been listening, know exactly how I feel about fucking hair nets and beard nets and things like that. Like the, it takes a big level of class away from the product that you're selling when you look like an animal. Do you know what I mean? Like if you walk into one of those restaurant, like fast food places, you see everyone wearing like beard nets and hair nets and stuff. It just, I don't know. To me, it's just like, it almost reminds you that that's something that can happen. Cause I, you know, the beard net stuff, like your, your hair can still fall through it, you know, especially beard hairs and things like that. I just... I don't know. I, I, when I see people wearing that, I almost draws more attention to like their complexion and their overall hygiene. I'm like, I was just thinking about the food, but now I'm looking at you and going like, fuck that motherfucker has a lot of pimples. Like, can we, can we put like face masks on too? Cause I don't want, you know, that guy smiles and you know, one of those real prominent ones, like the ones that you see from like five feet away, you know, he smiles. That puts just a little bit too much tension on that cheekbone. And then I end up a little extra mayo in my food, you know, like that's, that's where my, <laughs> It goes with that stuff, you know, Oh, can you imagine? But I'm just saying like when they weren't wearing the beard nets and the hair nets, you know, they just looked like a person. 
Now I'm looking at every aspect of them that I don't want in my food. That's all I'm trying to say. And I, I you know, you don't do that at a classy restaurant. You look at the, the nice person, you go, ah, what a, what a good, a good shit. That person, they bathe. That's what I think they're saying with the hairnets. I think they're going, you know what? You're a dirty fuck. And I don't want you. I don't want any part of you in our customer's food. The customer's like, I don't want any part of you in my food. Well, you know what? Where does it end? First, it was the hairnet. Sure, I don't want any long hairs in my food. Well, they're like, yeah, but there's there's hair in the beard. Those ones are brittle and crispy. Those ones those ones crack and fall right off in there. You know, and they're like, yeah, but what about the beard dander? Because that's the thing too. If you don't moisturize, you get all this dander. If I wear a black shirt and I haven't moisturized my beard in a little while, sometimes you know, and I I'll, I'll play with my beard while I'm talking, or whatever. I'll look down, you know, and it's like a fresh snowfall. You know, on a black shirt, you're like, whoa, the beard the beard net's not going to catch that again. You're getting a little extra uh, sodium. Is it sodium? I know it's dead flesh, whatever. A little extra, you know, like a little extra dusting, let's say, on your food hmm? that maybe you didn't want. Just saying, where does it end? How do we do that? We put a put a bunch of duct tape over their face, and then the beard net on. Anyways, don't care about that shit. So got my beard trimmed. Wow, that was a big, big, long explanation for why I went and got my beard done. Um, again, going back to dirty. I don't like uh, I don't like dirtiness. I like being a clean person. I like being a clean person and, uh, and going from there. So... On Tuesday, we did our first uh, activation. I went to, uh, what did I do? I went to the Costco and, Co and we, we uh, you know, started to sell. My boss was like, I got to leave right away. He's like, I've been here since like four o'clock this morning or six o'clock this morning. So he, uh, he went, the team switched over and uh, we had a good night. We sold some machines. I bought my machine. First opportunity to buy one. So I bought mine. Um, very, very pleased with it. Came with a big, uh, what did it come with? Come with a big old sample box of pods. Um, which was great. Excuse me. Um, yeah. And I've been enjoying those thoroughly. I mean, I'll tell you guys more, but the whole adventure kind of ends Tuesday. I can tell you what I did yesterday, but then we're just done. We're just playing catch up all the time. I don't want to do that. Get to the point where I have two days between podcasts and I'm like, Hey, uh, here's what I did in the two days since the last one. Talk for 40 minutes, about a day. That'd be weird. Um, so yeah, I, I bought my machine. I came home. I registered it and, and started looking at, you know, playing around with the Arachino and things like that. So, uh, overall I'm very, I'm very, very pleased with it. It's a uh, decent, it's, it's one hell of a cup of coffee. Let me tell you that much. Um, and I don't have to go out and buy anything fancy for like a latte or a cappuccino, you know, they got the different flavors there. They got a vanilla, hazelnut and caramel, right? And just a hint of, a hint of flavor gives you that, that hint of deliciousness without breaking the bank. I dig that. So yeah, I, uh, I'm overall guys, I'm real happy with this fucking thing. And, uh, and I think you will be too. Come and see me. I'm at Costco right now. Costco, Costco and Gatineau, the only Costco in the area that sells alcohol as well. So you may get a twofer. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm going to be doing, um, for the rest of the week. So that's what I got coming up. I'm actually going to try to read, uh, this evening. I got to come home and I'm there first thing tomorrow. So I want to make sure that I, uh, I get a good night's sleep and nothing puts me to bed faster than books. So I'm going to get my back to the DK. Like I said, I mentioned before, uh, DK still very much a response to the podcast. I organized my shelf here. So I've put on all the books that I'm trying to read right now, all the ones that require reviews and whatnot from me. So all of them up there, uh, cannot wait to, um, you know, I can't wait to, to get going back in the old reading. There's a, there's a book called crucial accountability that I want to read from my buddy, um, 
uh, Aaron Guthrie, who sent me, who gave me that a while back to read. I haven't seen him in a long time. I got to reach out to him. I'm actually going to make a note about that right here, just to call him because I love my buddy and I haven't seen him in a long time. So I want to make some plans to see them. Maybe was, maybe I'll try to see them Sunday night if that's an option. Anyway, um, that's me just thinking out loud into the podcast. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> I think that's about it guys. Um, Oh, and I get to go hang out with my pals at Gray Bar on Saturday. I'm going to do their uh, escape hatch with them. So I think I'm going to jump on here. Let me, let me do this with you guys. Cause I've been, uh, I got a bunch of free like movie tickets from my air miles. They had this like pretty cool promo where it was like a certain amount of air miles for like four free movie passes. Um, but very reasonable. Uh, so I did that way back when. So now I'm just kind of like looking for movies to go see. And I don't know if, uh, if there's anything quite good coming out right now. Uh, okay. The entire app just crashed. Um, Cineplex. Hey, all was so very happy to hear, you know, some suggestions from you guys. Emma is a movie, handsome, clever, and rich. No idea what that is. Disney Pixar's Onward. That's with Tom Holland. I think Chris Pratt, maybe. Uh, this Sonic the Hedgehog thing looks like the dumbest shit in the entire world to me. Like, I cannot believe that's a movie. Um, what else? Jumanji's still in theaters somehow. The Birds of Prey. Anyone see The Birds of Prey? I don't give a shit about that movie. Um, The Photograph. Is that the picture? Them head to head? Fantasy Island was one I wanted to see. It got shit reviews. Parasite's still out. Yeah, there's like, the, I don't, 12 Monkeys. That's going to be like one of the ones that they're kind of rebooting or not rebooting. Sorry, just like one of those. Hey, come, come on the afternoon and pay a lot of money to see a movie that's probably all over Netflix or something. Uh, you gotta see it on the big screen. So it doesn't look like there's anything. Today's a Thursday. Let's see what's, let's see what comes out tomorrow. Nothing. Still the same bullshit. All right. Well, not going to spend my Friday night then doing that. Maybe I'll get a hold of, uh, old Mecor and see what he's doing. Maybe I can, uh, spend some time with him and the lovely Mel. Um, okay guys, well, I'll leave it at that. Nice and easy. It's a short one. 40 minute mark. Just hit here on the, uh, on the recorder. Um, Yeah. I hope you guys have a great day. I'm off to, uh, you know, get back at her selling these here machines. Send me your questions, guys. Uh, I'd love some interaction. Contact the one man podcast.com. I'd love to know what's going on with you guys, what you're working on, how things are going. I got lots of cool shit to tell you. I, uh, I went to see the shrink today. That's the thing I did uh, first thing in the morning. So this episode didn't really have a, a thing about that, but cause the last one was like Tuesday from right, right before. And this one came just after. So, um, uh, had a good session and I will tell you guys about that the next episode as well. Um, so yeah, in the meantime, you guys keep crushing life. Uh, thanks for the support and thanks for the, uh, the nudges to get this thing out to you. Always love talking to you. Loved being a part of your week. I will chat with you guys again soon. Mm-hmm.